what's going on what's going on what's going on welcome to the first episode of the exit interview podcast the podcast that i didn't even uh plan on really starting (laughs) this early uh i had a whole game plan and whatnot on how i was going to launch this if you don't know i'm a i'm a weirdo by the way my name is andre griffiths professionally uh creatively people know me as the mind of dre uh, i'm getting i'm starting this podcast because i just got ripped off <laughs> so um so first things first um you know i had this idea for this podcast um maybe a couple of months ago after i started realizing there's a there's a little bit of an issue with the last person uh that i was doing some work with you know and so i had this idea for a podcast where i was like oh you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna launch a podcast on uh on linkedin you know um because i felt like yo i don't know i don't know that's my thing i come up with ideas people steal my ideas and i get screwed over and you know this because this podcast was kind of birthed out of that idea you know, that I just wanted a podcast where where people kind of told their war stories and whatnot, or not even that. I just like to interview people, <laughs> you know, uh, and I think like having dope, honest conversations about uh, what it is to be a professional, uh, whether you're uh, an independent type worker or you work in the corporate world or whatever, um, yo man, some, some honest conversations need to be had. You know, I, I feel like we're doing a whole lot of bullshitting around here. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I feel like in this world, <laughs> we are only reaching a C level status because everybody's being cutthroat, <laughs> like good people, good, talented people who aren't about this, like life of cutting people down uh yikes yikes you are really like shitting on some of your some good people out here but we're gonna get to all of that (laughs) we're gonna get to all of that um so why now like i said i just got screwed over um and i've gotten screwed over a lot in my professional life some of which i'm gonna be able to talk about you know publicly other things i can't uh Uh, But this most recent incident (laughs) involves an artist named Emika. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of Emika. She's not like a huge, huge artist in that sense. But like some people have heard of her songs, like they're kind of out there and she's got a really strong cult following, you know. Um, So she's originally out of the UK and is currently based in Germany and she recently launched her 10th anniversary project called Vega. And I'm going to tell you how I got involved in this, but I was the person who was the driving force. And when I say the driving force, I mean, I gave maybe like 15, 16, 17 hours of my day. You could ask her if she would be willing to answer some messages because she's ducking me right now because she owes me money. (laughs) And I have to use my voice, you know? I'm tired of working for other people. I'm tired of doing things for other people, you know? Um, I gotta do shit for myself. (laughs) And if, if, if everybody's gonna screw me over in these types of ways, I'm sorry. 
yikes, I'm going to have to start my podcast and you're going to have to be the first episode. Like, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I was the driving force behind the uh, the the rebrand, the branding of it, um, uh, the, the album release, uh, the art direction. I did uh, like basically all of the uh, videography for the, for the ad campaigns. Uh, I did the videography for, uh, for her, um, Vega VR soundtrack video. Look it up on YouTube. It's pretty dope. It's a pretty undervalued <laughs> piece of work, but it's because we spread it all over the place. I came up with like a game plan for her to release. Like, uh, we've, we did so much. We did so much. You know, I was the driving force behind it. No one can deny it. Not her, even former people that she worked with. I pointed out I was able to point out problems, you know, uh, uh, where people weren't treating her business right. I spotted those things for her. I worked in IT, problem solving, troubleshooting. It's my thing. You know, I even helped <laughs> guide her through uh, getting out of her terrible uh, recording and publishing contract on Ninja Tune. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, put it out there. I was involved in a lot because that's my thing. I'm not like a person where, uh, often I seem to be a, a hard person to employ because I get into a lot of things, you know, I'm not a person where you could stick me on a box and it's like, okay, this guy just does this. Like I literally, you can stick me wherever and I'm going to be able to do good work for you. And it's because it's because I just think in a certain type of way. I try to think in a very abstract way, <laughs> you know, where I try to apply certain things to everything, which is, you know, I don't know, research, <laughs> you know, or recon, basically like scoping things out, uh, troubleshooting seeing where the problems are and creativity that's it basically but that's not why we're talking right now let's let's get into this whole thing how this whole thing get get started with emika there was a period of time <laughs> where i was unemployed uh because the, let's just say it was a very big misunderstanding at a particular company that I used to work for, uh, and I'm hoping they 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 are really realizing the misunderstanding on their part, and I will leave it like that. Um, but during uh during this stint of unemployment, I was just kicking around ideas like I always do. I I never really consider anything unemployment because my goal is never to be employed, quote unquote. It's more like I took this job because it seemed like the perfect thing at the time, the perfect thing that I needed at the time to be able to build the life that I wanted, you know, where it's like, okay, something stable, not a, not a jumping around, you know, doing this gig, that gig, yada, yada, yada. So I took that for a while. It didn't work out. So I, so I began, um, uh, I started this idea for, uh, for an interview series called 20 human questions. It was birthed out of this uh, this weekly call I used to take place on. Uh, it's called the Underground. Shout out to my homie Joel McGlynn, <laughs> uh, um, who's part of Hot Glue and the Gun. He introduced me to these guys as a bunch of uh, 
uh, religious pastors. I don't even want to really label them, <laughs> but they, you know, they get together. Um, I think they mostly talk about uh, issues and things regarding the church before a while they were, they were getting very, um, political and social. And I joined that for a while and I, I enjoyed hearing the different perspectives of everyone. I'm not even really doing justice to the, to the call, you know? Um, yeah, the one, the one big thing, the question that the thing that locked me into that call that made me go, Oh, I really, I really dig what these guys are doing here was, they used to end every single call with what is our job? What is our job? You know, so we talk about all these things. OK, what's our job after that? And, um, you know, I thought I knew <laughs> what my job was at that point. I think my job uh, uh, is pretty different because back then my mindset was, hey, I need to like <laughs> shake people and be like, yo, wake up. We can do a whole lot more by working together. Uh, <laughs> but people are not down with that, with that, uh, messaging or at least not, <laughs> not the messenger. <laughs> so anyway, um, with 20 human questions, uh, I, I had this idea. I was kicking around this idea for a while actually. And it became 20 human questions where it's like, okay, let's say the idea is to bring people together. Could I ask 20 questions to people where I can get a feel for where are the areas that we agree rather than disagree, you know? Um, and I'm not going to get into the, into the minutia of, of the questions and whatnot. I'm, I'm probably going to resurrect the series at some point because I'm sitting on a lot of good interviews. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I met a whole lot of good people. And one of the people that I interviewed was a former coworker of mine. Shout out to my man, Eric Peak. Uh, we worked together at Eric, at, <laughs> at Eric, at uh, I don't even know if I should really name their name, but you know, we worked to the, uh, we worked together there. I was his manager. Uh, I don't know if he stayed long enough for me to become director. Probably not, because if he was, I would have definitely made him manager. Um, so, yeah, so he was there while I was manager uh, and we stayed cool uh, for a lot of years. And, <laughs> and after my time at Ipec, which I which ended in some bullshit, um, uh, you know, I decided, like, fuck it, I'm going to go. I'm just going to try and do this independent thing and man it's had its ups and downs <laughs> and so uh throughout the years we stayed in touch and i asked them hey you want to be you want to be on uh you want to do this interview with me 20 human questions i pitched them on it everything went cool we did the interview yada 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 maybe i'll even uh, insert an excerpt of the interview right here because i want to have some video on this uh because like i said i'm doing this very impromptu i don't have anything set up on my mic right now um, so maybe here you go, bing, 20 human questions. And so, um, at the end of 20 human questions, I ask everybody like, Hey, is there anybody that you think might be interested in doing this? Could you recommend anyone? Blah, blah, blah. And Eric used to always tell me about, um, this artist that he was really, really, really all about named Emika. He was like, man, you got to listen to her stuff. He he sent me music in the past, but it was one of those things where it's like, I listened to it. I was like, oh, cool song, but I didn't dive deeper. Like I forgot about the name or whatever. And he was like, and we talked a lot about Emika recently because he was part of her Patreon. 
you know, where she would meet up with, uh, with various patrons on calls and whatnot. And I guess her, Eric, and another guy, I don't even know if he wants to be named, so I'm not going to name him. I probably got to talk to Eric, <laughs> Eric and see if he's cool with being named, but I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, uh, they were having these calls on like, Ooh, maybe building an app or something, or I don't know what it, it like. There were kind of some ideas on building an app and maybe some things around, uh, Emika's like, uh, maybe not specifically her album release, but, but just various ideas about like projects. And I asked Eric, I was like, Hey, you know, is there any way I could get an invite to, to meet Emika? Like initially I, I really wanted her for 20 human questions, but he suggested like, Hey, be a part of these calls, you know, um, I'd love to have you on blah, blah, blah. You know, we've worked together before this, then the other. So I'm like, all right, cool. We join in and immediately, uh, everything was, everything was good. <laughs> Vibe was good. Everything was cool. Um, making jokes. We meet, uh, for a while. We meet for like a month, like, like every week for a month. I don't know if it was every week, but we met for about a month or so. And then I asked Emika, like, hey, you want to do 20 human questions? I pitched her on it. She's like, oh, sounds cool. So I say, all right, we set it up. We do 20 human questions, bong, bong, bong. And uh, at the end of doing the, uh, I want, you know what? Maybe I'll actually drop a little bit of that here too. There was actually some good stuff in there. But after doing the 20 human questions, we just get to talking about a lot just a lot about ideas and whatnot. And, uh, both of us are idea people. So like talk one idea, boom, boom, boom. We get into a rabbit hole of it. So we get to talking all this stuff and, um, and I, she just starts throwing me questions regarding like, uh, I don't, I get, I guess we were mainly talking about Twitch at the time. And I just had so many ideas that somehow <laughs> me talking about like Twitch evolved into me being it evolved into me being involved in her like album release where um I don't know I got access to 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 tons of things I got access to unreleased material I got access to like raw photos and and um release schedules and and I was on tons of emails with different uh with different people, I was advising her on how to move certain ways, certain things I was telling her, like, I wouldn't do it this way. She would do it that way anyway. And then <laughs> feel the repercussions afterwards, because I, you know, I don't know. I just have certain experiences in a lot of different businesses. And, uh, truthfully, we're going to get into this a little bit later too, but like, I usually nowadays, now that I'm not not naive, I actually see a lot of things coming before they actually come because people and their patterns, <laughs> people are actually super, super, super easy to read. And that actually falls into this whole story. So, so I mean, and I worked really, really well and we worked quick. That's the thing with me when I'm really into something, I am ridiculously like I'm obsessive. I will never stop working. I'm constantly coming up with ideas. I, 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 I'm in a room like where I work has like what, like seven, eight whiteboards in it. You know, 
I'm constantly pacing back and forth because I keep no furniture in the room outside of like uh, uh, my desk chair and this sofa or this recliner, but I barely sit in the recliner because I'm just constantly pacing all around. I keep like a coffee maker in here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a weirdo like that, you know? Um, but, you know, the opposite is true. Also, if you get me in work that I don't care about at all, you would think I'm just lazy. <laughs> you know, it's just because I'm not engaged. But with this stuff, I was super engaged because it was the first time I was able to utilize all of my skills. I got involved um, in like I created the style ar around everything with Vega. I created the style. I created the style around it. You know, it was to the point where Emika would just be like, hey, can you make something real quick? I would make it and it wouldn't even be like, oh, I don't like this. I spent like a good maybe like one or two weeks constantly giving her like stuff and asking questions and narrowing it down until I knew like this is the exact thing we do for this album. I had an idea for her because um, she was having issues with Ninja Tune and she was like, she didn't just want to... Um, put her album on for streaming like streaming is bullshit because you know artists don't really get paid from streaming numbers and yada 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 and I agree with all of that so I was like well okay what if we did what if we did something different and mind you this this conversation didn't go exactly like this there were so many conversations conversations upon conversations ideas upon ideas they weren't always direct conversations like they were voice memos going back and forth like i've got i've got tons of these things where we're just discussing ideas i'm not going to put them out there like that because that's bullshit I, I i put a couple emails on blast at one point because uh she was ducking me because of the money <laughs> but uh but outside of that, I would never just put it out there. But like, seriously, we it was just constant ideas and tweaking and trying things and and yada, yada, yada. I was the driver of a lot of these ideas. Like she had some ideas, too. But like, let's like if she was to really, really, really be real with it. Everything that came <laughs> during that period, a lot of the a lot of that direction was me. There were people that she used to work with that I'll even tell you. Um, should I name her? I don't know if I'm, a, I don't know if I can name, can I just name people like that on a podcast? That's a, that's the one thing I don't know. Um, I won't name her. I won't name her cause they have beef with each other, <laughs> but there was, um, there was a woman who was working with Emika at the time who did not like me coming in. Um, and she knows like Emika was going in a different Emika had this ugly ass green and black album cover that she was going to go with before I came in. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I was telling her straight up on all of these ideas like I don't like this. I don't like this. The good thing about the way we worked is I could be super blunt about how I felt about things. She didn't feel any type of way about it. But unfortunately, people around her felt a type of way about it because I was very forward with my with my opinions uh and not for nothing i have a high standard like it's it's not just it's because i have a high standard of myself you know and the way we were talking about things we were like yo we want to be the best you know we want to show like yo this is what art actually is it's not just it's not just slapping some bullshit together there's actually like there's something behind it 
So with her 10th anniversary release, Vega, it was three albums, right? Three albums. They had a uh, three. So three separate themes. It was alien world, underworld, uh, heavenly world, alien world. And I asked questions about and I wanted to know about this so much that we sat down and we did an interview about the Vega project and I learned about it and I took it in and I came up with this idea. I was like, why don't you just sell a hundred, a hundred copies? Or we were talking about selling a limited number of copies. She came up with a number 100, I believe. I can't remember if she came up with a hundred and then we switched it to 101. I, I don't remember how, how it went, but. I came up with the idea of selling a limited number of copies. She settled on a hundred and then it was like, boom, okay. And then she was telling me to only design like a couple of covers at first. And I said, no, the way to do this is if you're going to sell these as physical copies, sell them each as like a collector's piece. So you literally sell a hundred copies of this and each one has its own individual album cover. And it's like, yo, could you really do that in three months? Like create a hundred album, individual album covers that, and I'm like, yeah, I could do it and make them look dope. Yup. Yup. I did it. <laughs> I created a hundred covers with, and I created a, an art style <laughs> with it. And when I tell you it's an art style, I would challenge people to try and duplicate it with the, with the, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry. I, if people only knew the lengths of work that I went to, to create this style, I dare you to try and re <laughs> reproduce it because you don't know the tricks involved to getting it as it won't have the same thing. That's not to like, you know, ride my own shit. I'm sorry. Some people out there might be listening to this. And be like, this motherfucker Dre is just like <laughs> loving himself right now. And that's not it. I rarely talk about my stuff like that. But like, you have to understand this was like, to date, the proudest work. I've, I've never been as proud of that, of any of my work as I have of that work. Because I spent hours, hours I absorbed myself. I used to meditate to the music <laughs> on a daily basis. Like nobody can tell me, like, just look at my shit and just be like, oh, Dre, you just feeling yourself. Like, no, I'm sorry. I put a lot. I put a lot, a lot, a lot. I, I absorbed myself into it because I, I was like, I want this to be great. I want every single one of these to be a home run. And even with that, there are some weaker pieces in that collection. But as a whole, I'm sorry. If people didn't know it was me, like if people's if people were like, yo, look at look at this person, look Kanye, Kanye discovered this artist, look at the art, people would be bugging over this stuff. Trust me, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Because when Emika released this stuff, she didn't really put my name there and associate it with this stuff. There was a reason for it at first. But when people saw the stuff, all I saw were comments like, who did the visuals? Who did the art? Blah, blah, blah. I saw that a lot. I saw it a ton. So anyway, there were so many ideas that came along with this, right? So the album, so we, we decided, okay, we're going to launch, uh, uh, initially it was going to get launched on Kickstarter, Kickstarter, Kickstarter is whack. <laughs> Kickstarter is whack. It's very limited. You do not need Kickstarter to launch something. Uh, we decided to go with, uh, Emika's own website. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I had a bunch of ideas. I was like, okay, we should have add-ons for for the albums. Like, so you could, you know, so each collect, you could customize each collector's item, you know, and we were going to list all of the, all of the albums out. So you could go in and pick the one you want. And once you pick the one you want, boom, it's off sale. And yeah, it was a whole thing. We had a whole album campaign that was all about, that followed the art style of the covers <laughs> and the art style of the covers. And that also translated it, translated to the uh, soundtrack video I did for her. I did so much. I encourage people, please go out, go, go on YouTube and check out uh, Emika, Emika Vega VR soundtrack. Look it up and you'll see. <laughs> and once again, it, it, at, at that point, I'm trust me, I've got much bigger work ahead of me in my future. And a lot of it's gonna be work that I do for myself. And hopefully maybe some collaborations where people aren't assholes. But up to this point, uh, everything was beautiful <laughs> with working together. Uh, everything was great until one day we start talking about uh, Emika's contract with Ninja Tune. She's like, man, I wish I was out of this contract with Ninja Tune, blah, blah, blah. We had so many ideas during that time. And one of which was we wanted to sell, uh, we wanted to sell an anniversary, a set of anniversary NFTs uh, um, associated with our album. We also wanted to sell an NFT uh, associated with her song, Professional Loving. Uh, no, Professional Loving X. Now, actually no professional loving i'll tell the story of this so this was my idea this is a thousand percent my idea a thousand percent my idea it came up in conversation yes it came through talking and there were a bunch of things that were thrown around but this is a thousand percent my idea so um at the time we were kicking around ideas on like how to just make some money where 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 some good places to make money i remember um uh, I challenged myself to write down 50 money-making ideas and whatnot. And we were talking about NFTs. And at the time, NFTs didn't have the terrible reputation that they do now. Um, and we were talking a bunch about NFTs. And, uh, and I was like, you know, the problem with NFTs is that they are not, most of them are trash. It's not real art, you know? Um, like a bunch of, it's a bunch of people like jumping on a trend when like real, realistically, if like real, real artists, like really got into it, it could be an interesting scene. But of course, nobody gives a fuck about that. Everybody just cares about money. So, <laughs> so um, one of the ideas that I had was, uh, because she was talking about like her issues with Ninja Tune and, um, this song, Professional Loving X, Professional Loving X is like one was one of my favorite songs of hers, you know, where I was like, wow, this is a great song. You should do more with it. And she told me the history of of the original Professional Loving. Um, it was sampled by The Weeknd and The Weeknd. Uh, I think he has a song called Professional. Um, he sampled that from her, but she never really got paid properly from it. And like he screwed her over in that whole thing. So so my idea at the time was, well, if you wanted to take ownership back of something, why why not sell the portion of the sample that the week the whatever portion of your song that the weekend sampled sell that as an nft 
<laughs> like I was on some I, I was on some rebellious shit. Like actually we were both on some rebellious shit at the time. Like there were all sorts of like crazy like ideas to kind of fuck with fuck with the system <laughs> that were that uh we were kicking that we were kicking around. Like through a whole bunch of finessing of this idea, you know, we kind of both came to the conclusion like psh, this is like a million dollar NFT. I bet you somebody would would run, would jump on top of that. But then um, she brought up issues with her record label and how this would be a challenge and this, that and the other and how we wouldn't be able to do it that easily. And if we ever sold an NFT, they would, of course, want a portion of it and yada, yada, yada. And then um, I just started asking her about her contract. Like, is there any way out of it? This, that, and the other. And she's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, have you actually read it? Have you actually sat down and read it? Have, have you actually gone through it? And I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of astounding that like she didn't really revisit it because once she revisited it, it was like full of mistakes, full of shit that you could easily go to court and just be like, hey, <laughs> these contracts are not valid because of these, these, and these reasons, like a bunch of, like, very stupid mistakes, people, read your contracts, <laughs> and if you're giving out contracts, review them, like, geez, what, what are people doing, you know, um, and yeah, I was telling her all of this, and I was advising her on how to go forward with it, and this, that, and the other, and blah, 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 well, I don't know what was going on in the house of Emika, but, but for some reason, eventually she asked me to come to be on a call with her and her husband and basically debate this guy <laughs> on like why it's a good idea to um, to pursue getting out of this contract. And and I don't know, I guess this guy's like super non-confrontational and didn't want to like didn't want to like rock the boat or whatever and yada 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 um but i was really adamant also not for nothing i'm not gonna lie i had my own vested interest in this too because emika and i talked and i was always like i i was i, I was always always adamant about like if we ever got like a big payout like I'm cool with 10% i think once did i ever say 20% i think i said 10% because because like the payout the perspective of, of the payout where when I was doing when we were doing the numbers behind it and like estimating what she could get based on um, her shitty contracts and also her getting missed payments. Um, yeah, I was like, I'm definitely cool with 10 percent. So I had a vested in interest in this, too. I'm not I'm not going to lie, you know, and this guy like. <laughs> this is a thing with me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I tend to not get into debates with people. Like people get into, um, political stuff, you know, like political debates and this, that, and the other. I tend to actually not get into it with people because, uh, I'm a frustrating person to go against because I go, I go in with, with like very little bias, <laughs> you know, and I tend to come at, come at it logically. And because of the way that I, that I think, like I market myself as a creative strategist, like strategy is my thing. So if you're kind of going back and forth with me and you're trying to prove a point, I, I'm going to listen to everything that you're telling me and use everything that I know. And I'm not going to get mad about it. I'm not going to get hyped about it. I'm just going to counter you. And uh, I don't know if this was like an ego blow. <laughs> I'm speaking very frankly. This is not even me. 
trying to like uh trying to downplay him or 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 you know speak down on him i really feel this way because after that moment it's like i felt i felt the i felt the shift you know when i was on future calls dude was just silent when it was just me and him <laughs> you know to the point where i was just like it's okay i guess we're i guess we're not really talking you know like you know how you can just feel the vibe with people you know i i threw that out to to emika also and she has no good answer on that on whether or not whatever people know her husband <laughs> if he had a problem with me or not the launch of vega happens everything's all good sales are coming in things are looking great we have plans on how we're going to do things going forward yada 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 i get my initial pay payments or whatever and everything's all good and i'm like okay okay dope i don't i don't was i even paid at that point no everything wasn't complete yet i got a i got an early payment because i was like i was starting to get broke at the time i'm not gonna lie i sacrificed a lot for for working with her there were jobs that i turned down gigs where i know i could have made a good amount of money and i and just because my passion was more with this just because like like i said i was just able to utilize all my skills i turned them all down i have friends that know i turned down projects you know because it was some of their projects <laughs> um and yeah it, everything was all good i i got i got a uh I got a I got an early payment. We're into the end of November and Emika is about to go and do her first live performance in I don't know how long in France. So she goes over, she does that. I'm still like doing a bunch of things, checking on the site, doing we're like preparing for like this uh Christmas stream and this uh and this Russian stream because she's got a big fan base in Russia. There are so many things. If you only understood the amount of things I was handling for this woman, I was handling her schedule, <laughs> you know, like her schedule was inefficient and I made her schedule more efficient <laughs> to the point where it was like the document that she had her other people working out of. That's how good I made that document. You know, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't play around when it comes to this. Like when I put effort in, I put a thousand percent. And then, um, <laughs> and then, and then, and then Emika comes back from France and all of a sudden she says, Andre, I feel like I'm going through through a mental breakdown. Um, so side note, I'm going to put this out there, too. I'm a very hippie, dippy, whatever person, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm way into this energy shit. I'm going to make it a point to not talk to people about that stuff any, anymore because uh, I feel like it gets used against me conveniently. Um, but, yeah, I'm into that shit. I'm into, you know, I, I don't know. I'm into that energy shit. <laughs> you know, I'm into meditating. I'm into, you know, the whole Palo Santo thing, yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, Emika could relate to some of that stuff to the point where she like there's this phrase she used to she used to use. She's like, oh, you're like a friend from another dimension. Like when I say Emika and I were cool, like we were cool, you know, um, 
she like words that she has literally used to describe me. She called me like like one of the greatest undiscovered uh what she called it uh um multimedia or multi whatever it is when 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 an artist is a, able to just work in whatever medium and make it dope. <laughs> like these were her words for me. Um uh I wrote for a couple of songs that we didn't put them out, but she was talking about having me as an artist on her label. She was talking about like, Hey, let's, let's rebrand you. Cause the mind of Dre sounds kind of like a high school hip hop name, which not for nothing. I mean, it wasn't high school. It was college. I came up with it, <laughs> but whatever, but I'm keeping it. Um, a bunch of these things that we talked about. Um, uh, yeah, we were talking about having me come step in and create plans for the artists that are on her label because I'm sorry, I was asking more questions about them than she was. I was trying to see like, yo, what's up with these artists? What are you doing with them? Blah, 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 blah. Like I really wanted to grow this. So so we were cool. Like we got each other on that creative level, you know? And yeah, it comes back and she's like, oh, you know, I feel like I'm having a mental breakdown. Uh, I think I'm going to quit music and become a kindergarten teacher. Um, the this stuff that we talk about with energy, I think I think it's also giving me a mental breakdown <laughs> when I was the one who got her uh, when she got into meditation <laughs> more because of me. And like, whatever, <laughs> a bunch of what's like a bunch of weird bullshit out of nowhere. I was like, what is this about? So she's like, we can't work out work anymore. We'll give your final payments, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. I was like, okay. And so um, I I kind of just took it at first, but you know, I was thinking and whatnot. I, then I was thinking like, hmm, this is real convenient, like right before this whole Ninja Tune thing. So I threw it out there to her and I was like, hey, if you let this money with Ninja Tune go, I'll never forgive you. And for some reason, me saying that like sparked the whole thing where it's like, why would you say that to me? Blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And then I got accused of only caring about money. And I was like, this, this is real weird how this is being turned, turned on me. I'm not going to get into the whole details of it, but there was a whole lot of hindsight going on and whatnot. And I threw a bunch of stuff out there. I was like, hey have a problem with me and there was and she was and instead of saying no she was like what are you talking about standing right next to me <laughs> like what the fuck kind of answer is that um there was there was just a lot that happened in that short period of time where it's like oh i'm being i'm being squeezed out and by the end of it emika wouldn't even talk to me it was who never communicated with me through when it came to me sending in invoices and whatnot. He was the one to deal with me uh, with my final invoice. And not for nothing, he was actually a dick about it on the way out too. <laughs> so I knew the dude had a problem with me. So whatever. One of the things that I failed to mention in all of this is my buddy uh, Alex, also known as DJ uh, Catatonia. I linked him up with Emika. Uh, because I was like professional loving ex. I, I I really wanted to do some early work with um with like you know really pushing that single um so that it could set up any future interest for an NFT. I was thinking at that type of level, you know. And also I thought it was a dope song, so I was like, yo, you should have remixes for that song. So um, I believe there were three. So there was professional loving ex. 
Then I challenged her to do like a hip hoppy remix. It wasn't, it didn't sound anything hip hop. I don't, I don't know. It sounded like more undergroundish. Um, but but she made a, a remix called the Black Forest remix that I <laughs> recommended she make the remix. And then my buddy Alex, who um, who is a dope 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 DJ. If only he he needs to like own that shit a little bit more. But he's very dope. He has a very good ear. Um, I was like, I get my buddy Alex to do a remix also. And when I talked to Emika about it initially, I was like. I wanted to I wanted to pay him and she she was like reluctant to do that she was like oh normally when we do th- this type of thing it's like a it's like a trade for trade like you know you do this thing for me I do this thing for you and I'm like I get that I understand that but I always had it in my mind like whatever I know I'm gonna get paid through this whole thing with Emika eventually anyway I'm gonna pay Alex because that's my thing I feel like you should pay people what they're worth <laughs> So yeah, um, um, I go to Alex, he does this remix. The remix is dope. The remix is dope. Not for nothing. I'm gonna at, 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 I'm gonna play part of that remix during that episode because that remix is dope. I wish I could just put it up and see the light of day. It's a very, very, very dope remix. And so um, after um, we ended, um, you know, I was still of the belief that Emika was like, in mental distress and was going to like uh quit and become a teacher until the day that I saw her going back and it was business as usual and you know she started she was doing a live stream and where a bunch of ideas that I was the one who gave those ideas she uh they were just being used and I was like what (laughs) this doesn't look like someone who's going through mental stress (laughs) stress <laughs> and i will admit i i went right to that stream and i left comments uh a couple comments i was like i was like emika says she support she's for artists she's lying because that's her whole thing she's all about uh, she's all about that and i was like oh um i pointed out the couple of ideas that i saw were stolen and i was like oh great ideas i wonder where you got those from you know um, remember this part of the story, by the way, <laughs> and I was livid. So after that, I was just like, Hey, what do you plan on doing with Alex's remix and silence? Nothing. And I wait a while. I ask again, Hey, what's going on? I need to tell Alex something silence after a while. I'm like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Here's Al. If you can't talk to me, here's Alex's, uh, Instagram tag, DM him nothing she never contacts him i wait a month nothing i'm like what the fuck is going on i see emika on the side she's still making her moves and this that and the other and yada 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 and all of a sudden emika starts going real hard talking about crypto asking people hey people have nft does anybody have uh uh, anybody interested in NFTs? Are you guys into crypto? No, she actually stayed away a lot from saying NFTs, but she kept talking crypto, 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 crypto. Now with Vega, one of the add-ons that you could add to each to each copy was you had an option to buy an NFT. I had this idea where it was like, hey, um, you want to make sure you get the same price for that NFT. Like, fuck this value shit. If somebody wants your NFT, charge them $1,000 for it. 
and then just transfer it to just don't charge them during the transfer of the NFT, like just take on whatever costs, you know. And so you always guarantee yourself that you're going to get that thousand dollars. Boom. Right. Smart idea. And so um, one day I don't I don't even know what made me go down. Oh, by the way, I, should I even talk about my percentages? I'll talk about what my percentages should have been. My percentages should have been 60 percent for any NFT sold because um, because it was using the majority of my art, <laughs> you know, and visuals that I made or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and and uh, for for anything related with Vega. The sales of, of Vega copies and, and including add-ons, I believe I was getting 10% for that, right? So my whole thing was, I thought 10% was way too low for what I should have been getting for all of the work that I put in, but I was banking on NFTs. Like that was the thing I was banking on because I was like, okay, I know I took an L <laughs> in this one area, but that's cool. Emika's not the biggest artist in the world. She's trying to be independent. I'm banking on those NFTs or just like uh, the thing with the settlement. If she went through with the Ninja Tune thing, I'm banking on a certain percentage because I'm not greedy, you know. But I know where my work, I know the value of my work. And I know like people, if they want the NFTs or they want anything like uh, like um, we had different options for prints for the album art, whether it was on like a metal plate or, or, uh, or I can't what, for, remember whatever type of gloss print. Um, yeah, that, you know, it's because people fucked with the art. They thought it was, they thought it was dope. And I, once again, I saw comments uh, regarding this or when people received their, their stuff in the mail. But here's where things got really interesting. When I was credited on anything on social media, it never linked to me. I saw I saw other people getting linked to different musicians, different collaborators. Um, their social tags were linked to mine was always just my name, you know, nothing credited anywhere, you know, or, or it was in this way where it was almost to like distance themselves from me, you know, and I'm like, what's up with this? Until one day I catch a little birdie. <laughs> comes and and kind of lets me know about another nft that was sold so there was one that was sold during the whole vega thing but a little birdie comes and tells me about another nft and the moment i confront emika about that nft it has been ignore andre people won't say anything to me emika won't say anything to me so I'm like, you need to tell me about this. You need to tell me about this. What's going on? Can you answer these questions? Blah, 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 blah. No answer. And at that point, I'm like, oh, okay. So I lose my shit. <laughs> I go on social media. Hey, let me tell you, I've been screwed over a lot of times. The, there, there was, there was a, uh, an entity, let's call them, who screwed me over right before this whole thing with Emika. And um, a buddy of mine, Igor, rest in peace, homie. <laughs> you know, he was a mentor to me. Um, one of the last things he told me before he passed was, don't let them get away with it. And I was like, all right, I got you. I got you, big homie. And ever since then, I always told myself, if somebody fucks with me, you are going to learn. Yo, I'm very practiced. 
<laughs> you just like, I strategize all day. All I do is think about things. All I do is look at things. And uh, I've got a chip on my shoulder for a lot of people who have screwed me over over the years from people who I thought were friends to uh, previous co-workers to whatever the case may be. <laughs> I've gotten it a lot, you know, and um, I already know like face to face, toe to toe. There aren't a lot of people who can contend with me. I'm not a person who like puts it out there like that. I don't try to like. Yo, I don't even try to compete with people like that. Like I am, I, I really place myself like I compete against me. I like, I set my bar for myself. I'm not looking at anybody else, but for some reason I always become like this thing for other people <laughs> where it's like, yo, fuck Dre, you know, fuck this guy. He can't win. I don't know. I don't know, but I have a strong feeling the driving force behind why a lot of this happened is I really have a feeling, you know, strong, strong, strong feeling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I don't give a fuck anymore, you know? Um, so anyway, I start putting Emika on blast on social media regarding this. I'm like, oh, you made a mistake. You're, you're going up against a guy who, who, calls himself a creative strategist like this is what i do so i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna do this certain thing to hit up your social media the, the real thing that i wanted was a response that's what i really really wanted you know but she kept pushing or she I, these lack these lack of responses you know i'm like i'm gonna use whatever whatever's in my arsenal against you i'm going to use whatever like i don't i don't play I don't play dirty, but I play very blatant. And my very blatant is I'm going to target things. And so um, and so I targeted things with her and I targeted people and I reached out and, and I'm like, yo, this is going on. And, you know, I showed emails that have went unanswered. You know, I showed portions of old um, messages that basically show, hey, I reached out about these certain things. I reached out to Emika also about. Uh, making sure I was provided something in writing that I would that going because she broke our our agreement that uh, I would get paid for any future sales of anything related to Vega. I asked for this and I never got it, you know, and that was back in December that I, that I requested that. Um, yeah, there was all this back and forth until Emika decides to contact Eric. Now, I find it interesting that she reached out to Eric because one of the things that I told her was, hey, I don't even speak to Eric anymore because, you know, the the reason why I wasn't speaking to him was because I knew he was a huge fan of Emika and I didn't want to disappoint him. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Like she fucked me over and I'm not, you know, I'm thinking of this dude and being like, yo, I don't, I don't want this guy to not be a like he's a huge fan. I know this would disappoint him. And so she contacts Eric and she gives him this story about she's scared of me and she and she doesn't know what I want. And, you know, and I called her out on this, too, because this is a thing that I have a huge problem with that I've run into at uh, previous jobs. I run into with people in general is when I stand up for myself. All of a sudden. And I, and I want to be very clear about this. I do genuinely feel 
if I was not a black man, this would not be a repeating theme. Either the words, I feel uncomfortable or I feel threatened when I have never made a threat. (laughs) When I didn't raise my voice, she said she felt threatened because I typed in all caps. When she had not answered any emails for months, that was the first thing she used to try to paint my character to a person that I've known for over 10 years. Isn't that wild? Right? Oh, the scary black man. I know some people, I don't know who's listening to this out there. Some people might not be comfortable with the things I'm talking about, but yo, this is real shit. And I've dealt with this in the workplace and it's fucked up. It's a fucked up thing. And it's a fucked up card to play where you can just paint a person's character because he's not afraid to stand up for himself. Because he's got a big, deep voice (laughs) because I know what I'm talking about and I'm not just about to bend over and take it from you. Just because you you feel like it or just because you're lying doesn't mean I'm a threat to you. If I was going to be a threat to you, you would know it. <laughs> like, seriously, seriously, you would know it, <laughs> you know. And so Eric says, hey, let's set up this call. that Everybody can talk and blah, blah, blah. So we get on this call and Emika goes and I go to Emika like say whatever you want to say. And I and uh, she was like, no, you can go ahead. And I go, why did it take this long? And she was like. Oh, well, because I was I, I was scared and and uh, and and uh, and you and you were writing weird things to me. Very vague statements <laughs> with Eric on the phone. And as I'm hearing this, I'm like, are you serious threat? And, you know, because I'm me, I went and forwarded Eric all of the emails being like, point out the threat, point out the threat, point out the threat, point out the threat. Emika's copied on that. I did that after after I ended up hanging up because I was like, I can't deal with these with these lies. And I was like, okay, can you tell me about this NFT? About this separate NFT or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Emika goes, we, we've paid you for everything. We've paid you for everything. There was only one NFT that was sold. And I was like, oh, okay. So there's no nothing additional. And she's and and she and I'm like, so um, can you tell me the name of the person that you sold the NFT to? And her response was, why do you need that? That says a lot to me. You know. When I ask something that simple, if everything is on the up and up, why is the immediate response? Why do you need that? And so I'm like, well, because I want to make sure (laughs) that. The person that you say is the only person that has an NFT is definitely the only person. I want to cross-reference this. She's like, oh, well, you know, uh, I can get you that. You know, I, I, I can't get that for you right now. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, and she tried to make some excuse. She's like, um, Eric, has given us, Eric has given us our time, his time. And we only have 15 minutes left on this call. And I said, we don't need Eric for this call. And then she tries to throw it out again well well i'm scared of you so weird so weird all of a sudden now she's scared of me it's kind of fucked up but i bet she didn't see what was coming next after that where i sent her exactly what i wanted as proof and i copied eric on it since she was scared of me and eric was the buffer to that fear 
I laid out exactly what I wanted to see as proof. And a week and change has gone by and Emika has said nothing. She's gone into hiding. She knows she's sitting on a nice little pile of money for me. She knows the sacrifices that I have made lately because I have to deal with another thing of a fucking dirty cop (laughs) in Patterson, New Jersey, who tried to fuck with my family. I got to deal with that. I put my money into all these different things for other people. And I put in hours and hours of hours of work and she ripped me off. The woman who said that she's for artists. Now, people have asked me, Dre, you sure you want to be throwing this out there? Whatever, where she gets you on defamation. I say this woman has had plenty of time to prove me wrong. She won't she won't answer the questions that I have for her. It's just always silence. She won't answer me. Her husband won't answer me. I've reached out to a lot of people. She doesn't even know everybody that I reached out to. Some people I've only touched base with. But I'm at this point, everybody. (laughs) I'm really at this point. You know, the name Andre Griffiths or the Mind of Dre or whatever might have gone under the radar for a long time. But for anybody going forward, if you come across me, you better come correct. Because I'm going to fuck your world up. (laughs) Seriously. I'm not going to be silent. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to just lay down and be the person to be exploited. I'm going to carry this toward the end zone. Because I'm done with this. Money is not this much of a thing where we have to dehumanize each other. Where we have to play these games. Like, bro, we can make money together. Do you know how much I could help you make money if you were stop being greedy? Or, let's be real about this. Because I do believe this comes down. Stop Stop being a hater, homie. Stop being a hater. Yo, we have a real issue in society. People don't want to talk about it, but it's people being haters. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. There's never a day in my life where I turn around and look at somebody else and be like, damn, I wish. I wish that was me. Even through periods of my life where I've been broke, even right now, like I don't want to walk around admitting it. I got to hustle right now. I got to hustle right now because there are people out here who aren't paying me. Isn't that unfortunate that... I got to I got to hustle right now because people aren't paying me. That's some crazy shit. It's some crazy shit that a hater will just dislike you for something that he feels inside so badly. That's like, yo, I got to tear this man down to relieve this thing that's inside of me. I'm not looking at anybody else, man. Like, seriously, to to get to. Like, I know the places where I'm skilled, I'm this and that and the other. Like, some people look at me and like, damn, Dre, you just like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I've had to work very, 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 very hard. Do you know how much when I was younger, like my peer groups, the dudes who were around me just like treated me like I was nothing, like a fucking do nothing. (laughs) 
do nothing nerd who couldn't get laid to save his life like seriously yo i feel like all my life i've been getting this whether it's a version of yo crabs in a bucket we're gonna tear you down and keep you down or hey why are you shining so bright let me let me put out that light a little bit yo man it's it's not about why why is it gotta be like this you know I don't even want that much in life. I know, I know I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not an over consumer. I'm all about balance. I'm all about this, that, and the other, you know, I, I low key feel like if people would stop, uh, trying to fight against me, we would all like bubble up together, but yo, have, have it how you will. <laughs> now you're my first podcast. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know, people. I don't know. <laughs> Thankfully, I've made it this far by just like staying sharp and uh, and and being loved and having good people around me. I don't know. So <laughs> whatever happens from here, any support is like greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, I don't know where I was planning on doing this whole podcast thing anyway. Uh, I guess I'm going to take it from here and do another one. <laughs> I don't know when I don't know when I'll do it, but uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to do this and uh, yeah, peace. Sweet. Why don't you